You ready for the Word of God? Nothing like God's Word given by God's servant. And uh, you may be seated for a few moments. Steve is a a wonderful, wonderful friend uh, to us as a church, to me and Faye personally, but, but also to us as a, as a church for, for years now. And uh, I just love Steve's heart. You know, for many years, Steve was a pastor and uh, got a pastor's heart. So he ministers to us as a, as a pastor and as a shepherd this morning. His heart is tender for us. And um, you, you'll, you'll pick up on that. If you haven't heard Steve before, you're going to be really, really blessed this morning. You're going to pick up on that shepherding heart, that pastor's heart. But also, he's a gifted teacher, really is. And um, he, he knows how to use God's Word to help us address areas of our lives that, that just might need healing, might need just light to come in where there's where there's darkness and he'll he'll I tell you now the, the the Lord will just give him wisdom in how to deliver his word this morning he'll come as a pastor he'll come as a as a teacher you know there's going to be we, we're all going to take different things from what he's going to say this morning and the Lord is going to distribute the bread he's going to break it and it, that bread is going to be distributed among us. And for each one of us, it's going to taste different. And it's going to be what we need. We're all going to go away filled this morning from what we're going to receive from a pastor, from a teacher. But also, he's a church builder. He really is. He's got a passion for the church of Jesus Christ. And he's going to build us up together collectively, not just individually, but collectively this morning we're going to be strengthened as God's people. I just love how Steve has such a passion and a heart, right, to put the Word of God in our hearts and in our hands to take something away that we can use in life. Let's welcome Steve. We're going to be blessed this morning. Open our hearts. Let's be expectant. Come on, Steve. Bless you. Thanks, Dave. Good morning, everybody. I love coming here. You're my Welsh family, I keep telling you. <laughs> I discovered, you know, we have did a little bit of um, ancestry stuff. My wife has spent the last couple of years digging around in our ancestors and so on. And I discovered my ancestors go back to the Bishop of Llandaff Cathedral in Cardiff. So actually, technically, somewhere in my dim and distant, I'm Welsh. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm just proud of being Yorkshire. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's lovely to be with you. And um, I want to just open up a thought that God laid on my heart for you guys. And to, to sort of step you into it, I'm going to ask you to watch a short video clip. It's only about half a minute. Um, it's from the BBC. It's an animal clip, okay? So don't go looking for something deeply spiritual, it's, it's an animal clip um, from a series called Walk on the Wild Side, which uh, the BBC did some years ago. Um, so if you just play the first clip for me, Russell, that'll be really helpful. 
I wonder what you think that's about. Just watching a clip, a bird that seems to have got a broken wing, and then other birds distant from it. Well, let's watch it again, and this time with the soundtrack. Excuse me, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble with me wing. I think it's broken. C can anyone help? Do I know anyone who can help? Are you ready to receive the healing? Ready to receive the light? Feel the power and feel the love. If feeling the love is wrong, then I don't ever want to be right. Oh, I don't believe it. Look, look, everyone. He's healed me broken wing. Behold, he believed and now he has received the healing. Uh, oh, no, hang on, it's still broken. Non-believer! Oh, no, it, it's working again. It's a miracle! <laughs> Spot the difference. One has a soundtrack and one doesn't. The soundtrack is what added the humour. It's what adds the drama, adds the emotion. You know how sometimes you'll see an animal clip maybe of sharks and you're watching it and you're going, ooh, sharks. And if there's no soundtrack, it's just fish swimming. But then when they put the soundtrack on, it's do 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 do, and it's you know scary music, because the soundtrack adds the fear, the soundtrack adds the lightness as we just saw there, the soundtrack adds emotion, and I want to say to you this morning, church, you've got to take control of the soundtrack of your life, because life happens. Life is what it is at any particular point in time, but the soundtrack that we add to it is so often our choice. Sometimes it's just there in the background, but a lot of the time we have to take control of that, handle it, because it greatly affects the way that we will respond to and handle those events that we find ourselves in today. I don't know how you'd... Uh, define your life right now. If you went around the room and said, well, how's life? How's life? Some of you would say, life's good. God's blessing us. We're in peace, strong. Life's good. Thanks, Steve. Good. Others of you would say, life is a nightmare. I hope we just flushed it down the sink. <laughs> as Dave just exhorted us to do by faith. But life... You know, practically speaking, yeah, money's tight, job's uncertain, we've got some sickness in the family, some worries and concerns, and you're just articulating, it's life. It is how I honestly describe my current position. And I would suggest to you that whether you're in a great place or a bad place or somewhere in the middle, the soundtrack you add to that place is going to greatly strengthen how you handle it or maybe keep you in that darker place longer than Jesus really wants you to be in it. Greatly affects the way that we process life, does the soundtrack. <clears throat> so I got thinking about this soundtrack thing and I realized that the soundtrack of my life gives me two choices. The first choice I have is whether to press play or not. 
There are things that I choose to fill my ears with. There are things that I choose to listen to, choose to hear. I choose to engage with them. It's as if I'm in control of the press play button. And so I choose the playlist. I, I, I stay proactive in what I listen to. But the other choice I have, I realized, is actually a choice to deal with the volume button. I get the choice whether to turn the volume of what is going on in the soundtrack of my life up or down. Because some of the soundtrack of your life is just playing. It's like the background music in the supermarket. You know, it's just there. And you're in, you know, it seems to me younger generation have to do everything to music. I was, <laughs> I was with a, a young senior leader just the other day in his office in a meeting. And there was about eight of us in the room. And he's got music on. Well, I don't do music in the background if I'm having a meeting generally. But he's got music going on. And I'm really distracted by the music. And I had to say to him, I said, Ben, can we turn the flipping music off? I need to concentrate on what we're talking about. <laughs> it's age, I think. Uh, <clears throat> but my point is, sometimes it's just there. It's subliminal. And I suddenly become aware of it. Ah. And sometimes I tune in. That's me turning the volume up. Other times, I tune into what's just there in the atmosphere, as it were, and I go, that's not helpful, and I need to turn the volume down on it. You know, you can walk into the lounge and the TV's on, and the news just happens to be on the telly, and it's just sort of there in the background, but what the story's about can get into your emotion and take you down if you don't turn the volume down sometimes. Other times, it'll be an uplifting thing, and you go, ooh, that's interesting, and it lifts you. That's you controlling the volume of the soundtrack, taking control proactively of the sounds that affect how we can succeed as God's people today. And I think the more control you take of the, of the play button, pressing it on and off, the better you'll also become at adjusting the volume because you will become sensitive and alert to the best things that you need to keep in your ears. God's really interested in the soundtrack of my life, I've discovered. And I want to suggest to you this morning that God has actually given us four soundtracks, four things that will enrich our lives and inject it with life-giving emotion and with passion and faith and deep spirituality. So are you ready? Four things. The first one is this. God has given us music, singing, and worship. We've just done it. Who feels better because of that time of worship we had? I do. Awesome. It's just, we, we made a choice to turn the volume up on some music, singing, and worship, didn't we? We chose to be here. We chose to open our ears and our eyes. We chose to sit at the feet of what the worship team had prepared for us. We opened our spirit to Jesus and we, we engaged with the soundtrack of some music, of singing, of worship. I think music taps straight into our emotions like nothing else. Maybe that's why God gave it to us. But you know, when you read through the Bible, in the Old Testament, it's full 
of the positive use of music and song and choirs and instruments. No wonder Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's, um, it's a command. It's come on, let's do this. Let's get some positive music, singing and worship into our ears, into our environment. Because it's going to help us, going to enrich our lives. When I come into the New Testament, the church... I discover was a worshipping, singing community full of thanksgiving for all that Jesus had done for them. In Ephesians 5 verse 18, we read this. Paul says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love it. Sing and make music. Come on, let's get a spring in your step. Fill the soundtrack of your life with some beautiful, Christ-centered, God-honoring, God-loving music and worship. Take control of that. Because music, song... Worship encapsulates deep truth and somehow gets it into our, the depth of our spirit in a way which sometimes just reading it or just hearing it spoken doesn't. It's a, it's a beautiful aspect of the soundtrack around our lives. They enrich the mundane days, don't they? And uh, the music adds faith to the challenging days. Now, back in the 90s, as a family, we relocated from Leicester to Lancaster. It was a massive move for us, four kids and a dog. And uh, we, we weren't sent, we weren't invited, we just felt God call us there. So we, we stepped out in faith to go on this adventure as a family together. And in the midst of the faith experience, as maybe I should have expected, my faith got tested. <laughs> and it dawned on me at one point in the journey whoa I'm going to need extra work heck I've been in ministry for a number of years <sighs> nobody's offering me ministry work up there I, I can do a little bit sort of uh, traveling of teaching colleges and stuff but so I literally had to go back into my old profession of being a chartered building surveyor and God provided us through a faith journey with three days work uh, in just one phone call, it was awesome. God's so good, isn't he? Um, and then we discovered the house sale fell through quite late on in the process. And I was tearing my hair out because we'd got a deadline of getting the kids moved over the summer holidays so they could start school in September. And then we couldn't get them in the schools that we really wanted them to be in because we were so late. Ah, this was, this was pants. This was falling apart. This was not good. I was finding myself driving up and down the M6 between Leicester and Lancaster, praying. And I tell you what got me through. A Don Moen song. Hosanna Integrity Worship used to release cassette tapes back in those days. And if you signed up, they sent you one every couple of months. And it just so happened that the one that landed in that period was this choral, vast orchestral version of Don Moen's song, God Will Make a Way, where there seems to be no way. He works in ways I cannot see. He will make a way for me. 
He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. And then he got to the bridge which says, By a roadway in the wilderness, he'll lead me. Rivers in the desert will I see. Heaven and earth will fade, but his word will still remain. And he will do something new today. And I drove up and down that flipping motorway, <laughs> singing my heart out, claiming that promise, tears streaming down my face sometimes, God will make a way. Come on, God, I'll make a way to get the kids in the school we want. Make a way for a new house sale. Make a way for work. The song, the music, the worship became the soundtrack. You press through in life. With the soundtrack of God's worship, God's song. <laughs> it was cathartic. It kept me in faith. And I genuinely believe I could have lived that same event. And if I'd have had a negative soundtrack, if I'd have started to think fear, doubt, the whole direction of my life could have changed. We, never, we, we could have become risk averse and never moved. We could never learn all that God had for us in that season. Looking back, that's a scary thought. Thank God for the ability, the availability of that wonderful soundtrack. Some years later, more recently, only sort of three or four years ago, actually, I think I might have told you this before, but I had, I had prostate cancer back in 2013, had the gland removed, and God was good, caught it early, all the rest of it. Then after four years my test showed that it was potentially coming back. And uh, so the surgeon said, we need to just blast you with some radiotherapy for a few weeks and kill anything that might be still there. So I had to go for radiotherapy every day for four weeks. And the hospital was about an hour's drive from our home. Well, any of you who've been through radio or chemo will know that it's, it's not an easy time. It takes your life over. My life became about the radiotherapy. It was a massive distraction. <laughs> Dominates. And of course, my wife, being the lovely girl she is, she said, well, don't worry, Stephen. I'll take you over. I'll drive you over. So she did it for a couple of days. And then I began to realize, I need to do this on my own. Because my drive over to the hospital is my get into the bubble moment to get my soundtrack in order. And God had been given me scripture, and one of them was Psalm 91. He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Lord. And it just so happens that a friend of mine came to see me at the start of this process just to pray for us. And he said, Steve, he said, I don't know whether you remember this. And he pulled out of his pocket a CD of worship from the Dales Bible Week in 1987. I mean, this was like the days of old, right? But I was there. <clears throat> he said, I've been listening to it. He says, it's so refreshed me. I thought you might like to have a listen because you were there. So I stick this on in the car. And there is one of my spiritual fathers, Kerry Jones, singing. I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High. In his deep south Welsh accent. And it was like God went, woof. 
It was the, it was the soundtrack I needed. So every day as I drove across to Leeds <laughs> to the radiotherapy, I had that on. And it became the soundtrack. You get my point? You, we need to take a hold of that. Music, song, worship, choose to press play and get God's word and positive faith-building language into your spirit and your soul each stage of your life. So that's one gift that God has given us to enrich the soundtrack of our life. The second, I would suggest, is God's word itself. God's word and scripture. See, every event of your life needs the soundtrack of God's perspective on it. You need to know what God thinks about it. Well, we're having real trouble with the family, trouble with health, trouble with work. What's God saying about that? What does God think about that? You need his word. You need the encouragement of his word to be in the soundtrack. And it's true, music can be the vehicle of that sometimes. But not everybody's musical. Uh, Not everybody's wired that way. And music aside, God's spoken word is intrinsically powerful. And you need his spoken word in your ears. I'm not talking about reading your Bible. I'm talking about listening to your Bible. I'm talking about someone giving you a word from God and you hearing it. And then you're repeating it back to yourself. Get a hold of God's word and put it into the soundtrack. Because that word is intrinsically powerful. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13... Paul says to the young pastor, Timothy, he says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Hmm, interesting. The public reading of scripture, preaching and teaching, all three are listened to. I wonder what you're listening to. Now, I know in those days, literary... Literacy rates were, were, were probably lower, but I think Paul was identifying the need for a soundtrack to be heard, the soundtrack of God's spoken word, whether it's pure scripture or whether it's the exposition of scripture through preaching and teaching. Yesterday, as I was driving down here, I listened to God's word, preached, taught by Faye last Sunday. I thought to myself, I need to know what was said last week. So I just stuck it on as I'm driving down. It so blessed me listening to this anointing woman of God teach you guys from the Beatitudes. It was refreshing. It, it sort of stirred my spirit. It reminded me of those fundamental attitudes that underpin how to live life. I thought, man, what a blessed congregation you guys are. To have pastors like these two. Because you're not just, yeah, they're aiming to model the Christ life to you, but they speak God's word. Pure scripture sometimes, the scripture applied most of the time. And it's beautiful. We need that in our ears, guys. If you can't get here on a Sunday, do listen to the word. Do listen to the word. Get on the, you know, the media stuff. I think these days we've no excuse because 
you can listen to just about everything. <clears throat> Dave was telling me earlier this morning that you can actually, with, the, with Word software, there's actually, uh, you know, Microsoft Word, there's a button you can press for it to speak the documents you've just typed back to you. I didn't know that existed. I'm going to explore that. But I do know the Bible apps, version, Bible Gateway, all these things, you can just press the button and it reads the Bible to you. And I've discovered sometimes when I'm driving, I'll think to myself, just stick a bit of Matthew on. Just stick a bit of Timothy on. Let's just stick some Psalms on. And it's just the Bible being read. And I've observed that when I hear the word, I hear different things to when I read the word. I'm a great believer in reading it, you know, engaging with the text sort of thing on the page. Um, I, I do have a bit of an issue with people who just sound about the Bible through the Bible apps. It's verse of the day and that's all they ever read. No, you need to read it as a book, <laughs> read it as a page. But I found when I listen to it, I hear different things. And I find myself driving down the road and I've just, the, the, the person reading it has said something. And I'm like, I need to capture that. I need to, I need to stop quick because I, I can't stop the flipping app while I'm driving. <laughs> You get the problem, some of you. Point is, you can access preaching and teaching, sermons and creative scripture reading very easily online. Make it part of your soundtrack. Make it part of your soundtrack. Choose to press play by getting music, worship, and song that lifts you into your soundtrack and get the spoken word of scripture and God's word into your soundtrack. A third thing that God has given us to enrich our soundtrack, I believe, is our self-talk. Our self-talk. There is a constant conversation going on in your head. It's going on right now. You're talking to yourself about what I'm talking to you about. Aren't you? And you're talking to your spirit, you're talking to Jesus about what I'm talking to you about. Self-talk is constantly going on, and it goes on at sort of two levels. There's the inaudible, you know, the silent, the private, and there's the audible. And how you talk to yourself in your head does the same as the soundtrack on the clip did. It's adding emotion to what you're thinking. If you hear yourself saying to yourself, ooh, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. No, I'm really, oh, I hope that does work out. Mm. You, you, can, you can add negativity to your own events of your life by your own self-talk. And it can all be going on in your head sometimes without anybody else knowing. We do it with every single thought, don't we, an event in life. Something happens and we talk about it to ourselves. And it's kind of that area where our relationship with God is primarily conducted, I would suggest. Because as spirit-filled people, you talk to yourself when you talk to the spirit inside you. And so you're talking to, well, Lord, I'm not sure about that. What do you think about that, Jesus? Man, spirit, guide me, help me here, Lord. And it's all going on in your head. But that's self-talk. And it can be positive, upbuilding, faith-bringing, or it can take you down the plug hole, as Dave explained earlier. A thing happens, and how we engage with it internally enhances it or diminishes it. 
It can let fear in or it can bring faith in. You know, your mind is very often asking the spirit in you what it thinks of what you're thinking about. So right now, some of you are talking to the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, how, how does this apply to me? Lord, what? Help, help me to think better, Lord. Oh, Lord, I do get this wrong a lot, don't I? And you're talking to Jesus, the Spirit in you, about what I'm talking to you about. And that's part of the process that Dave alluded to earlier when he said that when, a, when someone preaches or teaches like I'm doing now, words are put into the air and they land in you and you process them with the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit ends up saying to you what needs to be said to you. <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, there might be 200 people in this room, well, 200 different messages can be received if you all stay open to the Holy Spirit from the same set of words that were spoken from the front. That's a miracle. And it happens every single Sunday morning <laughs> if you come with a healthy willingness to press play on the self-talk that's positive. You know, it says in Proverbs 23, 7 that as a man thinks within himself, so he is. And in that area of self-talk, it's in our thought world, isn't it? Thought realm. Where we linger there, the emotion we allow to build up there, the faith or the fear that we allow to build up within us, changes the way we handle life. We're a direct product of that inner conversation. No wonder when Paul gets to the New Testament, he, he instructs the early church believers to take every thought captive and to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 is a fabulous passage. We haven't got time to unpack it, but that, that thought, that the self-talk that you have to press the button on is basically you taking thoughts captive. So when it's a good, positive thought, you say, I'm having that. Yes, I'm believing that. And so you repeat it to yourself internally. And sometimes it slips out and you find yourself speaking it out loud to yourself. So it adds even more faith because faith comes by hearing that word. It's, it's you taking a thought captive. And sometimes the thought in your head is a bit negative, a bit fearful, a bit critical. And you go, oops, we're having that and we're having that out. I'm not going to dwell on that, Lord. And you deliberately make a choice to replace it with positive, faith-filled, upbuilding language. You filter those thoughts. That's what we mean by making it obedient to Christ. You take a hold of a thought that ends up in your mind... And you align it up. You make it obedient with the word of Christ and the spirit of Christ in you. In a millisecond, you kind of filter the thought. And part of you is saying, does this line up with the scripture, the word of Christ? And another part of you is saying, does this line up with the Holy Spirit in me? Am I getting a green light? And where you do, then you dwell on it. You allow it to do its positive work in your heart. And where it doesn't, you get rid of it. As I said a moment ago, sometimes the internal self-talk slips out. You know, I was raised in a generation where we used to joke that, you know, people that talk to themselves are going to get locked up. You know, the white man, the white coat and the van man's coming to get you. <clears throat> How silly we were. 
you need to speak to yourself out loud. Sometimes it's the only sensible person in the room. You need to have a conversation with yourself. You need to hear yourself declaring positive confidence and belief in God. No, don't just think to yourself. Talk to yourself out loud. Speak it out so that what you hear yourself saying can bring faith. I sometimes joke that my dog, I want my dog most days. My dog knows more about my life than anybody else on the planet. Because I will pray out loud, I'll pour my heart out to the Lord. I'll, be, I'll repeat back to God words he's given me. I'll, I'll work things through. I think, thank God this dog can't speak English. <clears throat> it only speaks doggy. <laughs> now in Psalm 42 verse 5, we find David talking to himself. He says, why my soul are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He's kind of getting a hold of himself. He's speaking to his, his negative emotion. Hmm, I feel a bit down today. Well, if you keep saying to yourself, I feel down today. Oh, I'm feeling low today. Oh, my batteries are really low today. Oh, they are. The more you're saying it, the more you're reinforcing that you're low. And you're going to stay low. So you've got to say, yeah, man, I feel low today. But come on, soul, why are you downcast? Steve, you have nothing to be grumpy about. Come on, you're blessed. And then you begin to speak the blessing and count the blessing. And you find the emotion changes because the soundtrack changes the emotion. That's the power of it. So when it's music, song, and worship, whether it's scripture or God's word, or whether it's just the power of my own self-talk, it changes my emotion and equips me to tackle what life brings my way that day. Pray out loud. Read scripture out loud. I remember as a young believer, uh, I guess I was just raised to always pray in my head. You know, kneel by your bed, Steve, and say your prayers. Mm. it's all in my head I didn't want to hear my own voice so then you find yourself in a prayer meeting or a prayer group and people are suggesting well let's all pray in turn it's like no, 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 no I'll pray but I'll pray in my head thank you very much isn't it a breakthrough when you begin to pray out loud it's one of the greatest things you learn to do as a new Christian to hear yourself Thanking God, praising God, declaring truth, inviting God into the journey with you. And then you, that gives you confidence to live the Christ life at a whole other level. So choose to press play. Get music and worship that lifts you, the spoken word of scripture, and take control of your self-talk. Finally, enhance the soundtrack of your life with good conversations. Good conversations. Yesterday evening, I had dinner with Dave and Faye. We had a good conversation. I left the conversation feeling encouraged, uplifted. I slept well because it was a good conversation. We could have spent all evening moaning about COVID and the pandemic. 
you know, slagging off Boris and the politicians. We could have grumbled about, we could have had a long fearful talk about what's happening in Ukraine right now. You know, we could have talked about crises going on in the world. We could have talked ourselves right down the toilet, couldn't we? Because we can talk. But we chose to speak about the journey of the church, what God has been saying to us, what God is doing. We chose to think forward. We, and if you have a good conversation, it's you taking control of the soundtrack. And I want to encourage you. Surround yourselves with people who will proactively be a good converser for you. Now, you reap what you sow in life. You tend to attract <laughs> what you are. So if you're a miserable, grumpy, negative person, all the other miserable, grumpy, negative people, they're going to love you. <laughs> and they're all going to come around your house for a pity party. And you're going to create a soundtrack through your conversation which affirms and reaffirms how horrid life is how badly done by you are, what a victim you are, how you hate everybody and everybody probably hates you. That's how it works, isn't it? But if you will decide, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be the catalyst for that kind of negativity. I'm going to take control of the soundtrack of my life and we will have good conversations. And you deliberately speak encouragement. Look for the good. Even when it's a dark situation, look for the good. Put, pull some faith into it. Pull some positivity into it. And, and speak that. Now, when you begin to speak positively in an encouraging way, it tends to get the positive out of others. It doesn't reinforce them in their gloom. It encourages them to leave their gloom. And come and join you with a more positive worldview. Good conversation. It says in the New Testament that bad company corrupts good character. And uh, it's that simple principle that those who spend time with rub off on us. And I do believe a lot of that is to do with the kind of conversations that we have. And I have to make wise choices about who I will allow to shape the conversations that deeply affect me emotionally in my life. I'm going to up the volume on the positive ones. I'm going to down the volume on the conversations that, that leave me feeling depleted, worried, fearful. You know, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about the power of the tongue. And uh, <clears throat> on the screen you'll see Proverbs 22 verse 24 says... Don't associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. If you're, just in, if you're in an, an angry conversation constantly, angry at life, angry at God, angry at the government, angry at yourself, you're going to learn it. It'll, it'll snare you. Chapter 12, 18 says, the tongue of the wise brings healing. Ha ha. That's the kind of tongue I want to be, and those are the kind of tongues I want to be around. Because sometimes I do, I need healing. I need restoration. And so I need some wisdom. So let's have a wise conversation. 
Chapter 15, verse 4 says, The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Oof. Remember the rubbish we used to sing as kids? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What a load of rubbish. Words will hurt you. Words will crush you. Words will disappear into you. And then if you, if you repeat them with your self-talk, tragic, isn't it? No wonder there's a, a mental health crisis going on in our world today. Because people are not managing the soundtracks. They're not managing their self-talk. They're not managing those things that feed our emotional and spiritual welfare. So proactively, be a life-giving sharer, conserver, converser. Get yourself in good, positive conversations that enhance the quality of the soundtrack of your life. The four soundtracks that God has made available to us. And you've the choice. I have the choice every single day whether to press the play button or not. Whether to turn the volume up or down when things appear there in the soundtrack, the background of your life. As you get on with life, as you work, play, do church, do family this week, what's the soundtrack going to be that accompanies the activities of your life? As some of you can predict your week. You know, if you think your way through this week, you think, yeah, Monday, hmm, okay, get the kids up, take them to school, drop them off, then I go to work, and then we, and you can sort of predict the events of your week. You know roughly who you're going to bump into, the meetings you're going to have, and so you can anticipate, oh, that'll be, I know I'll have a good time with her because she's positive. Oh, I'm not so much looking forward to the one with him because he's a bit grumpy. And you can, you sort of, you can see yourself down the timeline. And then there are things that happen that are left field that you are a surprise. Can I encourage you this week, just take a hold of the soundtrack. Press play. Get some good worship music and singing going on. Get it on in the car, get it on in the house. Get it on in your own soul. Sing and make music to the Lord in your own heart. And let the truth change your emotional response to those regular mundane events. Get some good conversation in there. And if you hear the conversation slipping to where it shouldn't, pull it back. Have the courage to say, I'd rather not talk about that. Even if it's just you talking to yourself. And you, you hear yourself beginning to go down a negative path. Say, come on, whoa, 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 whoa. Stephen, what are you doing? Stop thinking about that nonsense. God's good. God's for me. God's with me. Yes, I'm actually a blessed man. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saved. I've got a hope and a future. And begin to reinforce. Let the soundtrack that you build in save you from a bad week to a good week. We must take control of the soundtrack. I close with this. We pop Ephesians 5.18 back on for me. It says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. That's the conversation. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Psalms, 
hymns, songs. If they come from the Spirit, they're going to be full of Scripture, full of God's Word, full of life. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Yeah, get, your, get in tune, do your thing. But notice it's from your heart to the Lord. A lot of that's in the self-talk. And always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be a people who this week have got our surround sound sorted out. And where it's within your power to enrich the soundtrack of others that you meet, do it positively. Strengthen them, lift their faith and help them on their journey. So we're a people who are not Every time the COVID's mentioned, every time the statistics are out, every time there's, ooh, shouldn't we be worried about this? Ah, come on. Let's, we've got to be sensible, but let's respond with some faith. God is with us. God is for us. Amen? Amen. Just close your eyes a moment. I want us to pray and just affirm these things. And then I'll hand back to you, Dave, okay? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you've given us the resource of your word, the resource of music and song, Lord, the, the resource of great friends and good company and good conversation. Help us this week to have the wisdom to keep the volume up on the right stuff and where there are gaps to press play so that we fill our soundtrack with your word and ways that enriches our emotional and spiritual well-being like never before. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jesus, you're in the center. You know, if you're in here this morning and you're thinking, well, that's all well and good, Steve. Is this just the power of positive thinking? Or what are you talking about here? Is this psychology of some kind or other? I hope it hasn't come across like that. Because this is actually all about a relationship. The conversation that we have internally is with God in us, the Holy Spirit. The, the words that bring life and faith to us are God's word. And we find that through a relationship with Jesus Christ. We've made him the Lord of our lives. We've invited him into our life to live with us and to, to navigate this life's journey with him in the firm conviction that actually we're going to be with him forever. And that when this time-space world is over, we'll move on into heaven into a, to live life with him at a whole new level. If you don't know Jesus, therefore some of the things I've said are not going to make sense. And we'd love to introduce you to Jesus today. We'd love to help you find him. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And if you find yourself in a place of needing to reach to Jesus for the very first time, just pray these words in your own head as I pray them. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you've given me the opportunity to live in relationship with God, my Heavenly Father. Thank you for dying for me, for dealing with my negative past and giving me the promise of new life. I choose to take a hold of that relationship that you offer 
I believe in you and invite you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that in your heart, please let someone know so that they can help you take the next best steps in working out this wonderful Christian journey. Amen. God bless you all. What a fantastic word. Wasn't that amazing? Do you know, as, um, as Steve was speaking there, my mind just started to go and think about Jesus, how he just entered any and every soundtrack of life. I was just thinking about all of those incidents in the Gospels, all of those moments where Jesus entered into people's lives. Because the soundtrack of life without him is hopeless, really, like, like Steve was saying. And, um, you know, I was just thinking about the woman with the issue of blood, a soundtrack of 14 years despair, spent everything she had and grew worse. What a soundtrack. But Jesus came into that soundtrack. Although, you know, we, you could go, I encourage you this week, maybe just read one of the Gospels with that thought in mind, how Jesus just enters into the soundtrack. You know, Luke chapter four, four, I was thinking about where Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. A soundtrack of hope, soundtrack of life, a soundtrack to make the poor rich. What a great word. Awesome word. Awesome word. You know, and Steve, as Steve wrapped that message up with that final point, a good conversation, my mind went to Mark here. Mark can't use his legs at the moment. At the moment. But you know what? I've known this man like many of you have. It's got to be over 25 years I've, I've known Mark. And um, you get to know somebody, you get to watch somebody, you get to see their lives in depth, really, over that kind of period of time. And honestly, I've never heard a negative word come out of this man's mouth, ever, ever. What a soundtrack. What a soundtrack. I remember saying to Mark, you know, I've said this before because it, it really encouraged me. I said to him, I said, Mark, I just wanted to encourage him. I said, Mark, I believe one day you're going to get out of that wheelchair. This was many years ago. Do you know what he said? Die, I'm already out. <laughs> See, that's a soundtrack of faith. That's a soundtrack of strength in Christ. I tell you what, it'd be fantastic when Jesus pulls him out of that chair, whether it's on this earth or in the next life, 
I tell you now, I can't wait to see him running around in Jesus' name. But let's have a great soundtrack. It's not always easy, like Steve has said, but what a, what a great word this morning. Great word into our hearts, into our lives. Let's, let's really make that soundtrack enriched with God's Spirit, enriched with God's Word, enriched with God's life. And let's go out into our world with the hope of meeting others whereby we can change the soundtrack of their life. Because there's a lot of needy people around us in our workplaces, in our families. There's a lot of needy, needy people that need the soundtrack of their life changed and enriched and empowered with his his spirit amen father we thank you for your word to us we thank you holy spirit as you've broken the bread we're going away today filled filled with fresh hope filled with strength encouraged in heart lord i just pray pray for every person here irrespective of how we're feeling, irrespective of how we've come in today, I pray that as we leave today, Lord, we would know and sense the filling of your Spirit in our spirit. Lord, we know that there's people beyond these walls that are struggling, struggling with hurt, with pain, with bitterness, with confusion, Lord, we just pray that you would use us. See, it's in everything, man. You see, once, he opens your, once he opens your eyes to see it, like, like Steve has opened our eyes this morning, you begin, to, you begin to see it. That good Samaritan, he went on that road with the oil and the wine, hoping to change somebody's soundtrack that day and a few hours down the road on Jericho he found the individual bleeding and dying and he didn't pass him by like the priest and the Levite he got down and he changed his soundtrack Lord let us go out from this place like good Samaritans with the oil and the wine, ready to administer it, with our resources in hand, ready to pay the bills of others, to bless them, to enrich them, and to change that soundtrack that we would bring you glory and honor in the lives of other people. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said,